Hi, everyone. It's 4.17 p.m. on Saturday, ah, the 14th already, 14th day of 2023. Man, I am getting out of a hellish, hellish is a strong word, but I've been getting out of a couple of very tiresome weeks. So work has been cranking up and I just feel like I'm running from one thing to the next. Wake up, gym, come back, work. After work, I only have a few hours left before I have to go to sleep in order to wake up early again to go to the gym again. So I will try to muster some energy to study for the LSAT, but I'm cognitively drained. Not to mention I have dishes to wash, cats to clean up after, litter to clean up. They break things, they knock things over. I have returns I have to make. My watch battery's broken. Just lots of things. I hope I'm not the only adult that feels like this because sometimes I feel like I just have a bunch of errands and I never hear other people talk so much about errands the way I do they will talk about how they went somewhere on the weekend or how their friend from high school and then their friend from college is coming to visit them and I'm always packed with just the bare basics I want to share something I've been thinking about lately so I am starting to think that when people say I'm overthinking It tells me more about them than it tells about me. It tells me that they are simpletons, not necessarily that I'm overthinking. They're just simpler. So in my first sales role, I got called overthinking a lot. And back then, a lot of my coworkers were young men in their early to mid-20s. And when I would ask a lot of questions, a lot of hypotheticals, or I'd dive deep into the why behind something, I would get slapped with, don't overthink it. And it bothered me for a really long time because it made me feel like I was this over-emotional, crazy person. I guess you could say it's kind of stereotyping against women. You know, they made me feel like I was just too emotional compared to them. And as it turns out, I wasn't an overthinker. I was just a critical thinker who thought strategically about my sales process. And I was strategic about how I went about influencing people. So for example, I pick up on people's nuances. I pick up on tiny changes in their face, their behavior, the way their eyes glance to the side. And I notice that and I take that feedback in and I use it to my advantage by changing my behavior around it. So I can compliment them on tiny little things that nobody else notices. I could tell when they're unhappy with something I said. And depending on the personality, I would either call them out on it and basically big dick them Or I would adjust myself accordingly so that they would feel comfortable and then I could get them to do what I need. But overall, I'm sensitive enough to notice a full spectrum of colors. So if you remember drawing graphs in trigonometry or pre-calculus, my x-axis would have a bunch of little tick marks. So I would draw out one, two, three, four, five, six. Versus they, for example, would have x-axes in increments of 10 or 50. They just don't have that level of sensitivity or the calibration in their equipment in order to read smaller measurements. And so to them, all these little things that I'm noticing just gloss over their head as overthinking. So when they tell me stop overthinking, they may not necessarily be trying to be rude. They just genuinely don't have the capacity to see what I'm seeing. They literally just see in the three primary colors of red, blue, and yellow. And this, this is why I destroyed them in sales. I was so much better than them. 
and I was able to scale my processes in a way that was efficient to sell three, four times more than them because I didn't just wing it with no process. I had a process and I understood every single little step. And with that, all the different steps that I could incrementally improve to add up to bigger gains. And this is why when I went on to sell a bigger product, a much more complicated product, I continued to do just as well. Because there were other reps that joined Total Source as well, who also came from SBS, <laughs> Adam, and they're fucking idiots at it, and they're incapable of grasping the full nuance and complexity of it. All the different ways the products could go, all the different political dynamics that you have to read through a Zoom meeting when you're sitting in front of a group of four executives who say they're all on the same page, think they are, and don't want to admit that they're secretly not. So you almost, again, have to know them better than they know themselves. And then as a result, you have to run four concurrent sales processes at the same time with each person and find ways to maneuver each and every one of them to a common goal. And you know what's interesting? When I joined Total Source and I continued to do everything I was doing before, nobody called me overthinking because everyone was like that. And even the people who were not like that because they suck at it, at least acknowledge that's what they were supposed to be like. And this is top of mind for me because lately someone again told me I was overthinking. This person was actually my bodybuilding coach who I'm pretty unhappy with right now. And I was basically telling her how stressed I was with everything going on. And I'm telling her this because I just want her to know that I am trying, but I have so much on my mind and I'm getting really overwhelmed that I just need a little bit of patience, a little bit of encouragement as I ramp up a little more slowly. And it's especially important because she knows and I've told her that me being stressed and as a result of being stressed, stress eating has been my biggest inhibitor to any progress. So my emotional state is very relevant here. And I'm telling her these things just also to acknowledge that you're asking me to bring on eight new habits drink this much water, do this in the morning, go on morning walks, go take snack walks throughout the day, hit 5k, do yoga once a week, all these different things, they are not just singular, completely independent habits that I just turn on like I flip a switch. Understand that when I had to find a way to f squeeze in my schedule for working out, it was a couple week process because the first week I'm struggling to see if I can make it work as is, then I realize I can't. Then I realized the only way is to squeeze it into the morning. So then now I have to go to bed earlier and I have to get better sleep. Well, part of the reason I'm not getting good sleep is because my cats are so fucking annoying. And so how do I make my cats less fucking annoying? Well, part of the reason is because they are scratching the carpet because they're so clingy and they want my attention at 4 a.m. in the morning. So I have to now buy a carpet protector and hope that that works. But okay, the carpet protector is taking a week and a half to arrive. So now I have to struggle through another week and a half. And then finally I get it. Finally it works. But you know, that process of even squeezing a workout in, it was a process a couple weeks long. And it required a lot of systematic changes surrounding it. It's not just one single thing you turn on. It impacts other things because the earlier to sleep I go, then the earlier I wake up. But that means the less time I have to do with LSAT or all the other errands I have to do. And so now that piles on to the next day because everything's connected, right? And I'm telling her this again to boil down to just three simple things. A, I'm stressed and you should know why. B, this is why. It's a little harder than I thought because 
it's a lot to uproot a lifestyle and create eight new habits that if you really want them to stick, I'm going to have to find room for them in my schedule. And as you know, creating habits is not something you just wake up and will your way through. Hello, January gyms, people show up for three days and then they stop. You have to create systems around it, environmental cues, like all this sort of ritual thing. If you've read Atomic Habits, you have to stack them on top of each other. So it is something I have to take one by one, and that's going to take time. And so lastly, pat me on the back. I told you I do well with positive reinforcement. Tell me I'm being a good doggy and just tell me you know I'm trying and that you appreciate it and I'm doing so good and encourage me here. And this bitch tells me, I think you're overthinking because in the time you took to write this message, you could have planned all your macros. Less thinking, more doing. And as you can imagine, I'm not happy. First and foremost, completely invalidated my feelings and ignored everything I had to say. Secondly, like, wow, you're really missing all the flags here. I literally delivered to you on a silver platter what I need. If you know anything about learning anything, whether it be the D1, D2, D3, D4 stages, or I forget his first name, but Wooden, the coach from UCLA, No matter what you're learning, whether you're learning to build a wall, dig a hole, or do brain surgery, the first few parts are about being told what to do, and it's hard because you have to consciously do it. You're doing these things with so much mental effort because you're having to be cognizant of it. And then, yeah, fast forward a couple months, a couple years, it's super easy. It's like driving. Driving now is a piece of cake, but in the beginning... You have to pay attention to all these different things in your little mental checklist on the road consciously. And it's the same thing for everything you're telling me to do now. Yes, fast forward in a couple months, hitting my macros, piece of cake. Planning my macros for the week, piece of cake. But in the beginning, it's going to take time for me to sift through all this. And even something as simple as fiddling with things to try to hit my macros perfectly every week is going to be hard. And I thought about it. I think she's the type of person that if in a separate parallel situation, I told her that the seating arrangement within a company, within a team will impact the company culture. For example, if there's two guys on a team and one guy is in the front row and the other guy's in the back row, the guy in the back row is surrounded by girls. He's surrounded by girls who are all friends and they talk to each other like through their desks then the guy in the back is going to feel isolated. And because he's new, he's going to feel just shy and he'll start shrinking from his true potential. If I told her something like that, she would tell me I'm overthinking. When the reality is, no, this is all true and that's exactly what happened. And when I tell people who are in business or in HR, they completely know what I'm talking about. But to her, she would think I'm overthinking. So my point in saying all this is because I am just starting to realize that When someone calls me an overthinker, there's a couple ways this could go. Like either A, I'm ruminating a lot, in which case I agree I am overthinking. B, I'm doing the whole paralysis by analysis thing, which I'm thinking fairly, but I'm thinking to the point where it's not pragmatic. And sometimes you just have to cut your losses and be pragmatic. And thirdly, I'm just being strategic. Knowing me, I tend to ruminate quietly on my own. And I don't really put that onto other people. So it wouldn't be situation A. Situation B, I tend to not be a victim of because I am so self-aware that I will know when I'm doing something because I'm procrastinating. And so that leaves situation C, where I just see the connections that other people may not. 
And I'm saying all this partially because I need to hear it myself. I need to feel the affirmation myself because as someone who's just been attacked, quote unquote, I I use that word loosely here, but attacked, quote unquote, for overthinking because I'm in fact just a detail thinker, I'm still trying to build that confidence back in myself. And I'm trying to also send a message out there that this goes back to there's no right and wrong personality trait. It's just that certain traits are suited for certain professions. It's about context. It's not a bad trait. I'm not an overthinker. I'm a detail thinker. She just doesn't get it. And lastly, moral of the story, fuck you, Hannah.